Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Thanks for being here. What a week. What a world. You know, I feel like I'm about to start a Casey Musgrave song. Oh, what a week. (laughs) Oh, what a world. Cowboys finger me in the back of the barn. You know what I mean? That if, if I've ever heard a Casey Musgraves bop, it's Cowboys Finger Me in the Back of a Barn on Q105.7, Nashville's hottest country. <laughs> wow, my ability to do that, to pop in and out of that is just, honestly, it's alarming to myself. Excuse me one second. I need to put on some chapstick. Um, working with a new microphone. Very excited. Shout out to my producer, Michelle. She sent me a kitten caboodle. Well, she just sent me the link I ordered. So I'm a big girl now, um, but I'm, I'm working with some new mics and I think the sound is hopefully going to make me sound uh, less lispy. I've noticed recently I have a slight, slight lateral lisp when it comes to saying X's. And it's really just because I have a lot of moisture in my mouth. Um, when you talk a lot or when you're on stage, sometimes your, your mouth can tend to get dry. I go the opposite. I just get real lubricated and loose. That's the name of my memoir. Don't steal it, Simon and Schuster. Anyways, what are we talking about? Okay, um, I'm going to hit the hotline. Uh, I had a couple guests that had to reschedule, so it's just me this week, but I'm going to get them at the end of the week, so hopefully we'll be cooking with gas next week. (laughs) I keep saying that, but literally people did have to reschedule, but I kind of just like teasing that I'm going to bring more people on, and then it's only me forever. Because I had like one person tell me that they liked my solo episodes the best. And honestly, it was just like the slightest tickle of my ego taint that I needed for me to be like, fuck everybody else. I am the best. I'm never allowing anyone to come on this podcast. So that's where I'm at. No, but we did have a couple scheduling uh, conflicts. So again, it is just I. But it's okay because I have a couple things I want to talk about. And there's so many insane voicemails to get into. Y'all are just as fucking crazy as you were last week. Well, you're crazier this week. So something slightly serious to discuss. And it's not, I mean, whatever. How fucking serious can I be anymore? Um, so if you've been following along, you know I've been on my uh, wellness journey of trying to freeze my eggs. And try. Try is really the, uh, the, the important word here. Because I don't know why I thought sharing this journey, <laughs> I don't know why I thought I was going to be like some pillar for the fertility community. Like, hey, ladies in your 30s, I want to show you that you too can put your children on ice so that you can accomplish what you want, but still have options. Because I'll give you a little update. As of Saturday, um, I went to the doctor at 8 a.m. Wild to be at a doctor's office at Saturday, 8 a.m. Unless it's an urgent care because you got something stuck in your vagina and or raging UTI. You know what I'm saying? I was sober as a goat. So a little update. Now, Okay, let me just dive into this. My eggs aren't growing, basically. 
And I'm being very candid and sharing all this with you because, well, we're a family and I've already shared too much. So I can't fucking go back now. You know, I feel like a, a YouTube vlogger. Like I've showed you half the makeup tutorial and now we got to fucking finish. I put the contour on. Now I got to blend. You know, I put a full beat on the eyes. Got to attach the lashes. You guys will leave me a nasty review. So here we are. I just thought going into this, like, okay, how hard can it be to actually freeze your eggs? I know that I have a low technical ovarian reserve, if you will, but the the ultrasounds look semi-promising. They're like, no, there's a couple eggs in there. This is going to be fine. We're going to get what we can. We might have to do this one or two times, but what happens is you, you take these hormones and then you do the injections of like human growth hormone or whatever different hormone essentials that you need to your specific body. And what it does is it helps the follicles grow the eggs, right? I think follicles and eggs are the same thing, but you get what I'm saying. Like you have these little sacks and then they have to get bigger. Well, mine aren't, mine aren't growing. And I've been on shots. I've been on human growth hormone and two other fucking things for the last eight days. And there's been no movement. I went to the doctor on Tuesday. There was no movement. And they're like, oh, that's fine. We'll wait till Saturday. You know, you're only on like day four of the shots. Now at that point I was on day like eight and there's still no movement. So my estrogen apparently is really crazy low. They're like, we need you at about 100. You're at like 15. I'm like, fuck me. Okay. So I'm in this weird kind of emotional state because you're already revved up on these fucking hormones. You know, whether you're a crier or not, like the other day I had a full fucking breakdown in a TJ Maxx parking lot. I don't know why. I love Kanye's gospel album. (laughs) I do. I just, it's nice to see somebody else loving the Lord. And there's this one song um, called Sela, yeah, S-E-L-A-H. And it's really like the whole choir singing and it's bumping and I'm just sitting in a TJ Maxx parking lot. I didn't even go into the Max. I think I went, you know, I hit like a Quiznos or something in the same parking lot. And I just sitting there listening to it, eating my sandwich. Oh no, it was a fucking pub sub. Let's, let's get real. Shout out to Public Supermarket. And I was blasting this, rap gospel, new age gospel, hysterically crying. Like, I'm not gonna have a child. You know what I mean? Because now I'm pissed. Now I thought, okay, yes, I'm obviously doing this to preserve what I have so that in a year or two years, I had the option to have children. But now they're like, this isn't working. So I'm actually like literally might have fertility issues. And now I'm pissed. So I came home. I was like, Jeff, do you want to try and put a baby in me? And he was like, all right, you, you, do you want to? Yeah, I mean, I will. But do you want to like go on tour pregnant? I was like, no, you're right. He's like, you also have a TV show you're making. I was like, yeah, you're right. And I don't know why I thought that this was going to be a breezy process. I think it's because all my other girlfriends, for the most part, who have done egg freezing were like, I didn't have to do any of the prep. I did 10 days of shots did the trigger shot. And then I went for my retrieval and they got like 25 eggs. Like it's crazy. I have seven eggs right now, but they're, they're like hiding. These little chickens are in the coop. They don't want to come out. So clearly they're going to cancel my retrieval for this week. Cause they're like, if, they, if nothing's growing, then this, this month is a wash. So it's a mind fuck. It's like, I was doing this to be proactive, but the proactiveness is now backfiring. So what the fuck am I doing this for? You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I hope this makes sense. Because I'm spiraling. I really am spiraling at this point. I don't know what to do. I really don't. Try to be positive. I have this doctor's appointment tomorrow. But, you know, between Kanye West, a pub sub, and my ovaries, I'm just losing it. When I think of bed linens, I like to describe it like a croissant. Buttery, silky, soft, yummy, warm, inviting. Well, guess what? That's Brooklinen. Brooklinen was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. And people, what a success it's been. Let me tell you what. They basically cut out the middleman. So they're taking this amazing, high-quality product at an affordable price and being able to sell it directly to you. There's no middleman. There's no store. You don't have to worry about it. Brooklinen works directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury-level markup. I'm talking buttery, soft, and breathable sheets, plush and absorbent towels, cozy robes, comfy loungewear you'll want to put on and never take off. They're also so confident in their core products that they come with a 365-day warranty, and fans are confident too. They've received over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting, and their customer service 
It's incredible. Clearly, they get their eight hours every night because they're a dream to work with if you ever have an issue. So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to Brooklinen. I'm going to spell that out for you. B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code absolutely not for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. Again, that's brooklinen.com. Enter promo code absolutely not for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com. Absolutely not for, hey, the absolutely best sheets I've ever used. So my doctor was like, finish the medication. We'll bring you in on Tuesday and we'll figure out a game plan. And she's wonderful. Shout out to Dr. Hasty at Atlanta Center for Reproductive Medicine, ACRM in Atlanta. She's so wonderful. Um, and she's like, okay, we're going to figure this out. I want you to finish your medication through the weekend. Let's see if we get any movement. But she said, we have 15 other things in our back pocket. Like we will figure this out. But the whole journey is a little emotionally and physically taxing. Like you, I've just been sweating for the last month and a half. And as you know, on what was it, two weeks ago, I had a vaginal suppository explode in my pants. Like my, my, um, my ego has been really bruised, if you will, through this. My stomach, I look like a full-blown heroin addict. I've got bruises all over my stomach. Shout out to my friend, Amy Mallon, who came over and she did a shot with me because she just did this. And she's like, Heather, I don't know why right above your pussy is so bruised. <laughs> I was like, Amy, I thought I had to put the shot in the fat, like right near the ovary. She's like, no, you can do it anywhere you have fat. She's like, why don't we aim a little bit closer towards your belly button and maybe it won't hurt so bad when you pee. I was like, oh, okay, that checks out. That makes sense. Um... So yeah, physically, I'm just exhausted and it's it's not turning out the way I thought. And I genuinely was driving in the car today on my way to Costco going, who the fuck did I think I was? Who did I think I was that I was going to like share my story so that I, Heather McMahon, could encourage other women and their journey to fertility? <laughs> like right now, what I want to say is, fuck this. The government poisoned us. We're all infertile because we had dunkaroos in our lunch boxes when we were children. If you've ever had a little bit of funfetti cake, hate to tell you guys this, but red number 40 or like lake blue number four is probably why none of us will have children. Okay. I fucking love dunkaroos and it's not just them, but I have a feeling it's probably something we consumed in our youth. Okay. I'm just letting you know. The government poisoned us and they still are, but definitely get the vaccine. (laughs) Like this is what happens when you're on hormones and they're not working. I think that now I just have a toxic buildup of testosterone and estrogen, even though my estrogen's low, which is wild because I am 150% woman. Like if I had high testosterone, I'd have really cut muscles, grow facial hair easily. I have a deep voice, but I have like every symptom of having high estrogen, you know, extra weight around the middle, back fat, chin acne, throbbing titties. Perfect though, areolas. I, if anybody would like to see a photo of my nipples, I will send them to you. I really do have great nipples. For a breast tissue to uh, nipple facing, you know, front facing space, if you will. I've got great proportionally sized nipples. I mean, I, my tits are great. I'll be honest with you. My tits are absolutely great. But you know, when you raise your hands up, like now that's where you want your boobs to sit. That's I, I, now when I get out of the shower, I just raise my hands up. Cause I, they're great and they're proportionate and they're wonderful and they're beautifully shaped, but I just need them to sit up when I have my hands up. You know what I mean? I mean, if I get out of bed too quick in the middle of the night to go pee, I might, I might just trip over a titty. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's called time and gravity. And well, you know, I don't know. The, the, the world hates women. And this is some bullshit, this fertility shit. You know, and I think about all the times I took plan B. You know, I take plan B like folks taking Allegra D when they're having allergy season. Here I am just like, oh, it's gonna be so hard. For, you know, I'm, I'm so fertile. And you know what really fucks me up? I went and saw a hormone specialist slash kind of like voodoo witch doctor. And she was an MD, but she was like all natural. 
I saw her right after my dad died because I'd gotten off birth control and I had all these weird symptoms. My hair started falling out. I was sweating. And apparently it's like my adrenals were fatigued, all this bullshit, whatever. And this woman told me, she was like, Heather, your, your AMH, which is your blood count for your ovarian reserve. She's like, it's really low. But she, at no point did this woman say, you might want to think about freezing your eggs. When do you think you want to have kids? You should get on that. That was six fucking years ago. I kind of want to call up this lady and be like, hey, Amanda, why didn't you tell me to get on it? It's not her fault, but it is Amanda's fault. And then I'm thinking, why don't we have this in schools? Like if you're in college, fuck high school, you're not mature enough to absorb it in high school and you won't remember it. There should be a class that you're required to take your freshman year. Girls take their own class, boys take their own class. I don't care. And it should be like, this is what it's like to be a grown ass woman. These are the things you need to worry about. These are the things you need to prepare for. This is what a blood clot is. If you feel this kind of pain in your lower back, it's an ovarian cyst rupture. Vaginal suppositories can explode. Why is this not a required core class at public universities? Had I known what I know now, I would have been scared straight into doing something about my life. I've been walking around with a tiny urethra having no fucking idea that I could have done something about it. Still haven't done anything about it, but apparently there are options. Raise your hand if you spent mm, probably 78% of your college on cranberry pills because you always had a UTI. (laughs) Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's a urinary tract infection. Oh, God. I could have written some diddles. I don't know why. You know, Casey Musgraves, if you ever hear this, I would love to do a duet. Getting fingered by a cowboy in a barn. Tiny urethra. You know, I I can write jingles. If I wasn't into acting and and comedy, I would be for sure copywriter for commercials. I'd be doing jingles. You know, I'm looking at a random object. Um, There's a fern. There's a fern in my office. Ferns, they're fuzzy. They need lots of sunlight. Fuzzy ferns. Like, there you go. I just wrote you a fucking jingle. You're welcome, fern company. Where are my royalty checks? Do you feel me? Where are my royalty checks? So I'm trying to be positive. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just feel like there's not a very, like, put a bow on it. Hey guys, I'm so, so glad I shared this experience with you because it's going so great. Now it's a hot clusterfuck of a dumpster fire. And now I'm actually starting to panic a little. So I know that y'all have things to panic about, but um, I just wanted to be very transparent with you that it didn't turn out well. It's not turning out well. So listen, if you are like me and you sit in a TJ Maxx parking lot and eat a pub sub and listen to gospel, gospel music and like have thoughts with the Lord on a Tuesday, um, listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'd love your prayers. I'd love my prayer warriors just to say, hey, we're praying for, you know, a good outcome. If I have to do this again, it, it's, it is what it is. But um, I'm just starting to get a little anxious. I'm sweaty and I'm a little nervous. And I know when times get tough, rely on the Lord. Wow. He's testing me. He's testing me. He said, Heather, you know you got to get in shape. You got to do shit. You, honey, you know, you're always teetering on the verge of a, a, a bloody nose and a cold sore. Let's be honest. You need to get, figure out what's really going on deep down inside. And then I'll let you freeze your eggs. And I said, God, you're right. I got to focus. I got to listen. Listen, I'm excited to get into the voicemails. And hopefully y'all are having a better week than I am. But I want to say thank you to everybody who has sent me Tinder messages on Instagram or Twitter. I don't check Twitter. I see that people tweet, but I don't know how to respond to it. Twitter seems mean. TikTok too. I'm trying to get in the talks, but God, people are fucking mean on TikTok. At least Instagram, I know how to navigate it where I can like, you know, send you a photo of my perfect titties and be like, fuck you. Look at my perfect titties. TikTok, I don't know how to do that. And I feel like everyone is also underage on TikTok. So I don't need to be sending, you know, revenge tit photos to, to you know, people who are young. It's just, it's blurred lines, guys. I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, okay, I'm in a spiral. This is why I shouldn't be a mother. <laughs> Let's get into the voicemails. Hey, Heather, this is Gabriella calling you from Wisconsin. I just want to say a big absolutely yes to throw pillows. I spent a bunch of money at Home Goods, got all new throw pillows, and I love it. So absolutely yes to assorted throw pillows and absolutely not to my boyfriend who says 
we have too many. All right. Thanks for making me laugh. Love you. Bye. Absolutely yes to Gabriella and her news anchor voice. This is Gabriella from Wisconsin. Then absolutely yes to throw pillows. Um, fucking fantastic. Honey, if you don't do voiceovers, you've missed your calling. I'm going to guess that you are on the news or do some, you at least have to do the traffic report. <laughs> it's Gabriella with the Wisconsin traffic. Looks like everyone's crashed because there's snow everywhere. Back to you, Clark. Um, wow, fantastic. What an incredible, just to the point, fantastic, bada bang, bada boom, in, out, crisp, articulate voicemail. And that's what I like to hear. Some of y'all are fucking on angel dust when you call into the hotline. And as always, you can call in at 800-213-7503. Gabriella, I couldn't agree with you more. I love a throw pillow. And I do think, um, you know, it really shows how established you are. If you go over to someone's home, even if, you know, they have a new apartment and they have no throw pillows and it's just a raw, just a virginal couch. I think, I don't know if you have your life together. The amount of throw pillows you have really to me shows you're detail oriented. You know, you've thought things through. You sat on that couch and said, I'm not going to get off this couch until I make sure every throw pillow has a perfect, you know, karate chop down the middle and you pull it up like a sack of potatoes. I think it's great. Um, Men don't understand throw pillows. Jeff doesn't get it either. We have a gorgeous assortment of velvet animal print pillows from this place called Ballard Design here in Georgia. Shout out to them. And I mean, Jeff just doesn't understand it. We have the Euro Shams. I have two. We actually have, we have four. Okay, I'm going to count. We have a king size bed. He and I on the back, we have two king pillows. Then we have three Euro Shams. Then three of these other, I don't know what the fuck shape they are. And then two of the animal prints. So total, we have like 65 pillows. And I believe the pillows can never go too far. Like, you know, when you get to the end of the bed and you fold over your duvet and you, that's me going, you know, when you rub your little greasy palms and you're, you're fluffing it up at the bottom and you fold down the duvet, pillows could go all the way down there. That's me. I'm just rubbing down the, the bottom of the pillow. Like there is something very fucking ASMR-y and crisp about rubbing the bottom of a duvet. And sometimes when I'm tired, I will walk into my room, kick off my shoes, not get on my bed, but bend over, tits forward, and just lay on the cold part of the duvet that's folded at the bottom of your bed. You know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about because it's crisp and cool and it's easier to fluff that back up than to fuck with the pillows. A lot of y'all tell me you listen to the podcast while you're cooking. And I've started cooking and listening to my own podcast because, well, this podcast is amazing. And also, who doesn't like some time to zen out? You know what I've been zenning out with? Green Chef, because they're freaking awesome. Let me tell you, Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. You can enjoy clean ingredients you can trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness. I love getting Green Chef because they make eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. Green Chef is also the first ever keto meal kit on the market, and it makes sticking to low-carb lifestyle easy with recipes averaging, hey, only 14 net carbs. Some days, you know, I eat my carbs. Some days, I want to cut it down. And Green Chef basically makes any kind of mood I'm in so easy and accessible. Experts find that following a plant-based diet decreases the possibility of high blood pressure. So, hey, are you a plant-based kind of gal? A kind of guy? You can also get amazing plant-based meals delivered directly to you. You know, share with me what you like to make because Green Chef has it all. Here's the deal. Go to greenchef.com slash 90 absolutely and use code 90, that's nine zero absolutely to get $90 off, including free shipping. Again, that's greenchef.com backslash 90 absolutely and use code 90 absolutely to get $90 off. It, it doesn't get better than this. Green Chef makes it so unbelievably easy to have wonderful, sustainable meals at your door. And remember, because they are sustainable, you're offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and green plastic packaging in every box so you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. So do something good for yourself, do something great for the environment and make it easy on yourself. Go to greenchef.com slash 90 absolutely and use promo code 90 absolutely to get $90 off, including free shipping.
I'll tell you what though, I'll fuck up a home goods. You know it. I really hope that I never get to a point in my career where I'm too famous to not be able to go to a home goods. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure it's hard. You know, if you're Chris Jenner, can you go to a home goods? No. You probably get mobbed. I just, I always need to stay, stay humble, stay home goods. And just wrote another fucking jingle. Yes. Um, absolutely not to your boyfriend not understanding the need for throw pillows. You say, honey, it makes us look fucking established. I'm sorry, Justin. Your job at Dick's Sporting Goods doesn't really translate to established. But when Lisa, Leslie, and Taryn come over later, they're going to fucking judge me on how many pillows we have on this fucking Ikea couch. So step aside, Justin. I got 65 pillows for 197. That's actually a great fucking deal. They are all flammable as fuck. And if you so much as fart on this couch, the entire apartment will blow, but it does not matter. There are things in your life as you get older that just, you immediately judge somebody on that. Throw pillows, you're going to judge them if they have their shit together. A clean sink, which, you know, you think you judge somebody in college. You don't. If you have a clean sink, if you walk into your friend's house at like two in the afternoon and they have a clean sink, you're, I'm immediately like, wow, wow, you have your shit together. If you, after having your morning coffee and or cereal or whatever the fuck you consume at 8 a.m., then put it, put the bowl in, in the dishwasher. I am blown away. I'm like, you could, you could do my taxes. I don't even care if you're a dental hygienist. You have your shit fucking together. You know, somebody who goes to the mailbox every day. Wow. I hit the mailbox every Friday, you know, and it's at the end of our street. I mean, like at the end of my driveway. I didn't know you were supposed to get the mail every day. Robin goes ape shit on me. Speaking of which, I had a night terror about her last night. It was weird. It got blurry. I was on melatonin. I, I need melatonin right now to sleep, but it's, it's been taking me to an alternative universe. So anyways, I'm just saying there's certain things that let you know that you're a bad boss bitch and one of them's throw pillows. And also, if you don't do the fucking morning traffic in Wisconsin, then you're not living your truth. God just spoke to me and he said, tell Gabrielle, uh, Gabrielle, Gabby, I'm calling you Gabby. Tell Gabby she needs to be fucking doing the traffic report. I don't care if you can't see the road, if you had your license revoked, if you don't know how to fly a helicopter, figure it the fuck out and start doing the traffic report because you, my friend, have a hidden talent and I'm here to tell you from God's lips to my ears down to your ears, you're missing your calling and that's on God. Let's get to the next voicemail. Heather, it's your girl, Rachel. My absolutely not is I'm a 33-year-old female, and I stay up frequently until 3 or 4 in the morning taking shots like I'm still a student at SDSU. And the absolutely not is I'm so unwell the next day. I'm so unwell right now, so puffy, so hungover, and just like so in my mid-30s, you know? So. That's all. Bye-bye. Really enjoyed this voicemail simply because I could hear what was going on. Like, I, I, you have painted the picture just in that exasperated, desperate, depressed voicemail. You're kind of whispering. You're like, I just, I'm just really, I don't feel well. Like, wellness check on our friend here. She's unfucking well And I know exactly what happened. You left this voicemail at about 11, let me check the voice. It says 11.52 a.m. I think you woke up at 11.51 a.m. You leaned over to get to go to your nightstand and you knocked over a Gatorade bottle. It hit the floor, top fell off, and red Gatorade rolled all the way down, hit your, hit your bedroom door. And now you were like, fuck this, I, fuck this. So you said, I'm just gonna call Heather. Like you didn't even get up to try and clean it. You're not even trying to figure out if you, you know, lost your jewelry last night. You're like, whatever. There's fucking Gatorade on my floor. I'm just going to call Heather. A lot of being an adult is just being self-aware. Like, I am self-aware of the fact that I'm a fucking pain in the ass. I've gotten bossy recently. Could be the hormones. Could be that. I don't have fucking time to tolerate any bullshit. But 90% of being an adult is just being aware of what, A, you need and what, 
specifically you need in order to not be a cunt to other people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're laying in bed right now, calling me, processing. You're like, I need so many things right now because my anxiety is going to be fucking sky high all day. Like I know that you have thought about everything. You're like, okay, I'm going to call on Grubhub. I'm going to order a panini because I know that'll settle my stomach. Then I'm going to call my mom. Like it's just, it's that downward spiral. And that's why I can't be hung over anymore. I mean, I'm still drinking, but about, I'd say three margaritas in, I just, I dump my purse. I'm not even drunk. I will dump my purse on the fucking table at a restaurant, grab my DHM detox, grab like a magnesium pill. I've got like, you know, I'm just putting band-aids on places in my body that I think are going to get destroyed in a minute. I start doing like a Tai Chi, like a, you know, can you hear it? You know, when you, at the end of a massage and they like beat your back with their little like cupped paws, you know, can you hear it? That, that's like, I just start loosening up the chakras of toxicity of a hangover. Honestly and truly, you know, the, the, the phrase youth is wasted on the young. I don't know who the fuck said that probably like Socrates or like Betsy Ross or somebody shout out to Betsy Ross. She created the American flag, but it's true. When you're in your twenties, if I had the athleticism, the wherewithal, the perky tits and you know. I don't know, the, 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 honestly, the hairline I used to have. Can you imagine how much greater an experience Costco would have been today? I had a flat bed and thought I got a blood clot because my calf started Charlie horsing near the patio furniture. I'm 34 years old. My fupa is swollen because it's been jabbed with a needle, three actually to be exact, every fucking night. If I so much as lift my arms up and you get a glimpse of my tummy, you would scream. Definitely don't think it's supposed to be this black and blue. Also makes me think, am I anemic? Need to call the doc, see if that showed up on the charts. It's the sheer fact that I know now, especially if I've been drinking, what I got to do that night or even like set up a routine for the morning. Like I will lay out shit. I will lay out like a big t-shirt, a pair of sweatpants. Like I just need to be comfortable and cool the next day. If I even so much as have a tinge of a fucking hangover, the day is done. Cause that's what it is. You just have too much shit to do when you're an adult, like a real adult. If you're listening to this podcast and you're 22, chill the fuck out. When you get above 30, There are errands to be run. I don't care if you have an executive assistant, a personal assistant. You know, you put your son on rollerblades and send him to the store. You still have too much shit to do. And I now know if I'm going to be hungover the next day, I can't go to lunch with you because I will fucking panic in a public place if they don't bring my iced tea quickly enough. And I know that I'm going to be a cunt to you because I don't feel well and my anxiety's high. So 90% of it is figuring out how do I get all the shit I got to get done off my list? And how do I not be a cunt to my friend at lunch? Because I am sweating out Sauvignon Blanc. And there's people who are like, I don't get a hangover. Fuck yourself. You know, I, 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 this is very like, it's terrible, but I thought about this the other day. I was literally pumping gas and I was like going through my to-do list, like through my emails while I was like standing at the edge of my car. And I thought about it for like a split second and I am not by any means trying to make light of like a serious situation and serious social injustice. But I literally thought the other day, I was like, how the fuck do people have enough time to like be prejudiced or be like racist? How do you have enough time in your fucking day as a grown adult to actually come up with reasons to not like somebody else because they are different than you? You know what that says to me? Get a fucking job, Ronnie. You have enough time in your day to not like, I don't know, Asian ladies? Fuck off and get a fucking hobby. You know what I'm saying? I literally was pumping gas. I was like, how, like to me, how do you have enough time to not like somebody else just because they're different? I have 65 fucking things on this list to get. I got a flatbed and a pair of sensible tennis shoes, and I've got 11 and a half minutes to hit this Costco and get out on the express lane. You know, 
I'm like, you do you. You're different. Great. Live, laugh, love. Fucking do your thing. It makes you happy. Are you going to be a cunt to me at lunch? Then I don't care. That's it. I just want to be able to go to lunch with people who aren't cunty. That's it. But you know what? The, the, the wellness check of this voicemail was really the, this self-awareness. You're like, I just, I didn't. I did it. Why am I doing this? And it's okay. Listen, don't beat yourself up for partying. Get yourself some DHM detox. No days wasted. And just, you know, you got to be aware. But now you know the next time you go out, you need to leave your house with your accoutrements. You need to have a cold, cool washcloth. This is what I want you to do. I want you to take a washcloth, run it underwater, twist it up, put it in your freezer, okay? So the next morning when you wake up and you're getting the spins or you're stressed out or you don't know what to do, you put that washcloth on your forehead and you turn on Hoda and Jenna and you just listen to them in the background and be like, okay, this is grounding. I am settled. I can seize the fucking day. And then you go in, take a fucking ice cold shower, slap your chakras. Remember, can you hear that? Do that. You got to slap the chest, move the breasts, rub the lymph nodes, shake it out, put on some Bonnie rate and fucking hit the floor. Not like fall down like, in fact, you eat the dance floor. That, but in a Costco, you get what I'm saying. I mean, you should have fucking seen me today. Literally, I was like, this is it. I have a blood clot. I have a blood clot in my leg. These Madewell jeans are cutting off fucking circulation. Also, can I just say something and get this off my chest real quick? Hey, anybody work for Madewell corporate, riddle me this. Every time I get a fucking jean there, it only comes in one color. And then I'll be like, okay, I'll go online. I'll order like this great pair of jeans in six different other colors, right? And then I realize you guys don't make it. You just like don't make other jeans. I have these Cali denim, demi boots. And I'm literally like, why why don't you make these in more than one color. And they're like, oh, it only came in that weird wash. I'm like, but these are the only ones that fit me. Can I please get these jeans in more than one color? You just, you make one jean and that's it. I can't wear the fucking vintage ones. My pussy is too wide. I've said this. Anybody who can wear a vintage jean, good for you. That means you have slender hips, not this chick. We all shop online. And let's be honest, I'm shopping all the time. Why? Because I need something to look forward to I'm going to be busting out this summer and some amazing stuff. Here's the deal, though. I like a coupon. I've told you I never pay full price. If you're paying full price, you're a ding dong. Well, the cool thing is Honey is an online resource that manually searches for coupon codes and helps you scour the internet for the best promo codes. And then it applies the best ones it finds literally to your own cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, and they range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. This is how it works. Imagine you're shopping one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is apply coupons. Click apply coupons. Next thing you know, you wait a few seconds, and Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll literally watch the price drop. Why would you not use Honey? If they're immediately going to give you like monies off, you know what I'm saying? So you want to order, you know, some food, you want to get pizza. Well, why would you not use a coupon? Those extra sides of ranch dressing can add up. Use Honey. All right. Honey has found over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I've never recommended anything I don't use. So trust me when I say get Honey for free at joinhoneyhoney.com slash absolutely. That's joinhoney.com slash absolutely. Let's get to the next voicemail. Heather McMahon, this is Carly from Florida. I just got introduced to your podcast from my friend Kate, and I'm listening to, I'm turning from the bottom, like episode number one, and I'm moving on. And I'm screaming at 2019 Heather McMahon, telling her that 2020 is not, it's not going to get better, guys. I'm on the episode where you shit your pants in Mexico, and that pretty much sums up 2020. I mean, but you're so hopeful and you're so excited. And I just, if there's a time machine that exists and you find it, play yourself this message because 2020 sucks. Get forward. Just go to 2022, 2021's a wash. Don't ask questions. Don't look back. Just be thankful and keep looking forward. All right. I love your podcast. 
Thank you so much for all the laughs. Bye. Carly, thank you for all the sweet, kind words. I really appreciate it. And thanks for starting from the beginning. I always do that with the podcast. I'll start three years behind and just, you know, fucking go with the flow. Interesting enough. You know, I feel like this podcast this week at least is like what I wish I would have fucking known, right? You know, I guess in reference to the the egg freezing shit, which I never want to say those words again. Um, But also just like, yeah, wish I would have known to, I don't know, have more cash in 2020. I mean, I do feel blessed that 2019 was the biggest year of my life. And I was able to like, you know, hunker down a bit, but Jesus, help us and save us. If we only knew what we knew now, honestly, if I knew in 2019 that this shit was coming, I wouldn't have been able to successfully finish 2019. I think it would have been so fucking crippling knowing what a clusterfuck 2020 was. I mean, thinking back on like the Tiger King of it all is just wild. That was like two weeks in the house at the beginning of this, where we really thought we were like, oh, it'll be four weeks. So it'll be, you know, a couple weeks. Like it was, I mean, I still lay in bed sometimes and think about like when I got to a scary place with like conspiracy theories and I got to a scary place with the news. And I'm like, thank God I'm through that. But yeah, if we knew then what we knew now, I can't say that I'd be a wiser, better person. I wouldn't, at least from the pandemic stance. You know what I mean? I now on the other side of things, like question everything, but also believe it all and don't believe myself. You know what I'm saying? And listen, we had a couple callers from Canada calling and they're fucking locked up for like the 10th time and shit's popping off again in India. Like it's bad. India is like in a bad spot and Canada is locked up raw and people in in Ontario, I mean, everybody in Canada is like revolting basically. And, you know, it feels weird. We're in the States here. And I feel like, you know, a a good amount of us have been vaccinated and I had it. I'm like, I'm back business as usual. Like, I'm ready to get on the road and fucking go. And I'm sure there's going to be something else. Like, I'm sure we're going to have to push through some more bullshit this year. But in a weird way, it kind of feels like, all right, are y'all ready to get back to work? Because I'm like ready to do it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to get back. I am traveling. I just saw this fucking thing that said, um, Europe's now going to open this summer. Have you been vaccinated? Well, guess what? Still had to push the fucking wedding to 2022 because I couldn't rely on Europe letting me know in a timely fashion when we could get to Italia. And that's okay. They've been dealing with their own shit. I mean, fuck, we know Europe will not be, like Italy will not be able to handle another summer without tourists. I've talked to my boots on the ground my dear friends that are in Italy and they were like, we are hurting. We need people. And I'll be there. If they'll let me in, I'll be there wedding or not. I'm coming to spend some coin and, you know, support the people because they've been good to me. But yeah, if we knew in 2019 what we know now, I would have just started doing psychedelics and fucking said bye. I would have for sure though in 2019 bought some real estate. You know what I mean? I would have bought a couple houses in the suburbs, maybe a mountain home, not even for myself, but for fucking peak resale value. Housing market right now is unbelievable. I mean, you can't even, my friend just sold her house, had 20 offers. Somebody paid $80,000 over asking, no due diligence, no closing, or no, all the closing. People are not even getting inspections on homes. That's how crazy the market is. That's what I would have done. Had I known now, fuck, I wouldn't have been worried about the PPE because I'm like, everyone's going to get COVID, just fucking ride the wave. But I would have bought, I would have bought property. <laughs> oh God, I sound like a, just a terrible, that's called capitalism. No, I mean, you get what I'm saying, I guess. I mean, I'm just looking for an investment opportunity because being at Costco today, I realized I'm new money and I like having a little bit of money so that I can buy a flatbed worth of bullshit I would have put away some cash and bought some real estate. That's all I'm saying. That's my personal journey. Of course, I would have bought masks and probably invested in a mask. Fuck, am I Donald Trump? (laughs) You guys, like in my mind, I'm thinking like, what could I have done and invested in in order to like make money off the pandemic? Oh my God. You guys, am I a business person? I'm literally scared. I mean, I was kidding, but also I'm like, no, I really would have like bought a bunch of real estate and like 
I don't know, started a mask company. Like, I mean, clearly then you guys would have been like, whoa, whoa, Heather, like, how did you know? But I'm just saying, you know, or I don't know, bought Pfizer stock. Fuck. Oh my God. I don't like who this is. Who am I? I watched the stock market for like 10 seconds this morning with Jeff and I feel like I figured it out. You just have to see the future and that's how you make money. Wow. Okay. Okay. I got to rein it back. Rein it back. Wow. Yeah. Be the you today that you want to be tomorrow. We got to get next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Lauren again. I literally just called and left a message and it was a very heartfelt one and I was, you know, a little down and I literally listening to your podcast, look over (laughs) this high school group of guys is like rolling their windows down, trying to get a honk from me. Do you remember back in the day? So this is an absolutely yes. When you used to not like moon people or not do vulgar things, but you used to try and get people to honk for you. And I honked for them and they were just like so happy and they were giving me like the heart sign. And I was just leaving you a podcast about my dad. Anyways, it just like, you fill my heart, that filled my heart. It's just all connected. Just wanted to call back and just say, when you put good things out to the universe, good things come back to you. Obviously, you know that. But uh, listening to your podcast, leaving you a voicemail, had just like random dudes giving me hearts, which in a good like high school honking vibe kind of thing, not creepy stuff. Again, love and light. This is Lauren again from Texas. Bye-bye. Hey, girl. Um, Listen, I love a honk. I love a toot-toot coming through, coming through in the Jetta. I will never forget. We used to have this sob, this 1983 sob. Okay, it's older than my sister. And we called it Little Sheba. All right. It was a hatchback. It was a turbo. Now, I don't know if you know this, but sobs, they don't make them anymore. I think it went under. But there's a very specific niche group of people that love sobs. There's like a European collections car group. Okay. We ended up selling Lil Sheba, the sob, like as an antique for like a ton of money. And I, I'm embarrassed to say this. I was embarrassed in that car as a kid. Isn't it funny now too, as an adult, where you're like, if I, if you picked me up in the most bootleg, one tire hanging off the damn back of the trunk of your Camry, I wouldn't, and we rolled up to lunch and like got out of the valet. Like, I don't give a fuck. This is all, you know, this is all she can afford. Tiff, who cares? You got to beat her. I don't give a fuck. You think I, I care about what these people at a Panera Bread think about me? I don't. But when you're young and impressionable, I used to just get really embarrassed because everybody at my school would roll up and they'd be in like, you know, their moms would have like the big Tahoe or you had the Suburban. And my mom would <laughs> come up in the sob. But because it was a stick shift, she would always, and Robin's a great, well, I mean, she's not a great driver, but she would always like shift out of first gear and be like, ding, 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 ding. And she'd be coming up the hill like Tokyo Drift from fucking Fast and Furious and would like spin out. There'd be like a cloud of smoke and the windows would be down because it had a great sunroof. I will say Lil Sheba had a great sunroof. And Rob would be like, son of a bitch, this fucking thing. And I would just be like, oh my God, mom, please stop. Pick me up at the gym. I'm so embarrassed. It was just like a real sports car. But as a kid, you don't appreciate that. You know, when everybody else was getting like beamers, my dad got a sob. He was like, it was sensible and a great car and like half the price. Um, but I'll rem- the reason I said this is because my mom, we were in the sob one day and we were at a stoplight. And obviously Robin's a stone cold fucking fox, okay? She is hot to trot. And Robin was wearing the uh, biker shorts with like the aerobics thong out in public before it was a thing. Like now- Normcore has made it cool. You know, Kim Kardashian wear like a puffy Reebok a la Princess Diana with the bike shorts and like this Harvard sweatshirt. My mom always wore that out, like flexing on the hose. And she was wearing her, um, she had a Georgia Tech sweatshirt on, her little bike shorts. I mean, not that the guys in the car next to us could see that, but I'm painting the picture for you. Her hair was up. She looks fabulous. And these teenage guys pulled up to a light. They honked the horn. They like said, like, roll down the window. I'm in the back seat because I'm maybe like eight years old. And they yell, ma'am, ma'am, you're so freaking hot. And my mom goes, thanks, boys. 
And I don't know why, but I started crying. Like, I don't know. I got really anxious as a kid. And I never really dealt with anxiety until I was an adult. But I now look back and I'm like, oh, that was anxiety. I just didn't know. I started crying. And my mom was like, why are you crying? I was like, I don't know. Are you going to leave dad? (laughs) And my mom's like, no, honey. Those are a bunch of like seniors just trying to be like cute. And I was so triggered by it. I was like, oh my God, my mom's leaving my dad for this pack of like 14 year olds. I literally panicked and I cried all the way to Dairy Queen. That's exactly where we were going. Shout out to Dairy Queen. I could really use a peanut butter parfait right now. And if you know, you know, fuck it up. I did, I cried. I would also cry as a child when we got on the highway. I don't know why. And it's funny, this might be too like inside interpersonal. I don't know if I can explain this, but my mom nowadays only likes to take Peachtree Street. I want you to imagine, imagine like if you're in New York, it's like taking Broadway. If you're in LA, it's like taking Sunset. My mom only wants to take Peachtree Street anywhere in Atlanta. She never wants to get on the highway, even though the highway is the fastest cut through. Pop up 400, you know, slide down 285. Like Robin's like, take Peachtree. Oh, have I heard there was a terrible accident? Just take Peachtree. But when I was little, I used to cry when we used to get on the highway. I was so afraid that little Sheba was going to break down. It was a well-made, expensive car, but I was so afraid that my mom was going to break down and little Sheba, and that I would not, I would be on the side of fucking 85 as an 11-year-old just clinging to the guardrails like, somebody save us. I mean, you're ever just driving and you're like, whatever, I'm just sitting here talking to y'all. And I have these flashbacks of my childhood and it's like a real guttural physical fear that you had. I was always afraid of robbers. Not like somebody actually physically coming into my house and like beating me up or like, you know, assault or anything like that. I was just afraid of somebody lurking in my closet and my mom getting on the highway and breaking down. Where we live now, we're like mm, 10 minutes outside of like Buckhead. We're in a nice suburb. And on the golf course, like we moved up here, like like when I was in eighth grade. And um, it's great. It's beautiful. I love it. Obsessed. But when we used to drive up here when I was little, I used to start crying because I thought it was the country. Guys, I live in like Sherman Oaks. Okay. That's the equivalent. I live on basically the upper west side of Georgia. And I used to hysterically cry in the back of my mom's sob. Because I was like, that's it. We've gone too far. My mom even still, the other day we were in the car driving to our club, which is right next door. And she goes, Heather, remember when you used to come up here and just hysterically cry all the fucking time because you thought we'd never make it home? <laughs> it's like 11 minutes from where I grew up. A lot of trauma as a kid. But anyways, sorry. Ah, oh, wow. Really on a tangent. I say all of this to say, I love that those boys were, were needed a honk. You gave them the positive response back and we had, and you had a moment. You had a connection with the youth, with, you know, it was just like a positive connection. I think we need to start honking at each other again. Now, you got to be gentle with this because you never know. I mean, fuck. I'm trying to be positive and bring us together, but there's a lot of fucking psychopaths out there. So I think the way to do a honk is, is if you make eye contact, smile, do a little honk and like a thumbs up. I love a thumbs up. You could thumbs up me at the grocery store. You could give me a thumbs up. I don't know. At the ballpark. What ballpark? I don't know. But if you were just like see me and you give me a thumbs up, I'm like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, Carly. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. Let's go. Y'all. You know, like it just puts you in a good mood. I don't know why I was so triggered by that story of those boys saying, you're so freaking hot. And I thought, I was like, this is it. My mom's divorcing my dad. We No, we were, I know what it was. We went to Longhorn. We used to go to Longhorn Steakhouse every Sunday. And then after, my mom split away and she and I went to Dairy Queen to get a little sweet treat. And I guarantee you, I had already had a brownie a la mode at Longhorn, but then I just really needed to top it off with some extra calories. 
<laughs> my dad was so fun and such a fat ass. One time we were driving through the Dairy Queen. By the time we had gotten like to the light, he had already finished his blizzard. And so he drove back around and we got more. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. I just got giggling. Oh, I miss my dad. Oh God. Yeah, I mean, you heard it. My sister's been on here and she used to talk about how I would hysterically cry because my mom was late to pick us up every day from school. And I just knew we were going to get left. I was just always afraid. It Honestly, it was the fucking car. Had my mom had like a sensible SUV, I maybe would have relied on that bitch a bit more. I mean, she's always kind of been in her own world, never really punctual and dropped us off 30 minutes late to school every day. But something about that sob just triggered me. And I told you, Later on down the road, my mom took, she, it had sheepskin cloth interior, like $600 for a fucking seat cover. My mom ripped out the inside paneling, put Burberry print, and it had a subwoofer in the back. So my dad would be driving, he called it his airport car because he didn't care if it got dinged up. He'd drive down to Peachtree to Cab Airport in his little airport car going to the hangar, blasting Blue Oyster Cult, you know, just jamming at the Almond Bros. And I'd be like, oh my God, dad, stop. You're being so loud in the saw. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm literally laughing and like also kind of crying because I miss my dad and these stories are so embarrassing for me. Why did anybody give a shit? I don't know why. I was so jealous of the parents though that were there at like, school got out at what, 3.15? The moms that were there at 2.40, it was this guy, Chris Taylor. His mom was the fucking best. Ted Weber, Chris Taylor, and Laura Stewart. Her parents, those three people, their parents were there all the time at 2.40 with a snack and a smile on their face. And at maybe 4.47, Robin would come barreling around the entrance to Greater Atlanta Christian School in the fucking sob going, ring, ting, 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 ring, ting, 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 ring, ding. And then you just hear, Jesus Christ, the fucking sub. And I would just be hiding in the bushes like, for fuck's sake, mom, just let me get in. Just let me get in the fucking car. <laughs> so that, I just need you to know, I know I went on a downward spiral, but you hearing a positive moment where you honked and they honked back or they honked, they wanted you to honk, you honked, you made eye contact and you built each other up through the sound of cars just really made me giggle. And I needed that. I needed to have a childish Giggle, fuck. You know, guys, I really want to have a kid. I do. Now that the opportunity might be a challenge, and I'm not going to say it's a problem. I have also realized I'm going to say it's a challenge. I said that to myself in the shower this morning. I said, you know what, Heather? You don't have problems. You have challenges. Because when you look at it as a challenge, you're able to figure out what you got to do to make it better. But if you look at it as a problem, it's already negative. So you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I want you to look at today as a challenge. What can you do today to be a better you? What can you do to brighten someone's day? I am challenging you to not be a cunt to your friend at lunch. I am challenging you to check off everything on your to-do list when you get to Costco. I am challenging you to not be prejudiced or racist to somebody. I am challenging you to get a hobby. What is your challenge? I am challenging you to go to Home Goods and buy as many fucking throw pillows as you want. Because at the end of the day, if your bed is soft as hell, you're going to sleep like a baby. I am challenging you to look into the future and figure out what stocks to buy so that when the next razzle-dazzle pandemic hits, you're at the top of the food chain, baby. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think, we, you know, everybody should get help. I was just, that made me laugh. Okay. Again, I'm new money. I have, I had no money. Now I have just a touch. I have enough to like buy patio furniture and like still sweat about it, but be like, I, I guys, I may have gotten like a pottery barn credit card. You know what I'm saying? Which again, I know a financial advisor would be like, don't open any more credit cards, but it was like an extra 20. You get what I'm saying? I'm an easy sell, but I challenge you to call somebody that you love and giggle and build them up. Because I got to be honest with you, when y'all call into this voicemail and y'all call and, and make me giggle over the dumbest shit, it's really gotten me through. And, and I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. So many of y'all say, hey, Heather, thanks for getting me through a dark time through the giggles or thanks for, you know, bringing levity to X, Y, Z. Y'all, it's not me. 
it's we're in this together and y'all give it right back to me. And I genuinely, truly mean it. I cannot wait to get on the fucking road. I cannot wait to see each and every one of you to giggle, to take our tops off, to bust down Tatiana, to rip Jeff a new asshole right on stage in front of him. I can't wait because God is good. Um, as always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. Thanks for your encouragement. And hey, say some prayers. I got a couple doctor's appointments. I'm hoping for the best, but we'll see what happens. Again, it's not a problem. It's a challenge. And that's what's up. Love you guys. See you next week on the Absolutely Not Podcast. Arrivederci. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.